0: Our first date actually. It came up and he made a joke of like, oh, you're Jewish, I'm Muslim. This is never gonna work out. Ha ha ha. ha, ha. <laughs> and look where we are now.
1: Rory is a quick talking native New Yorker whose energy and mission are absolutely contagious. You just heard her voice, and I'm excited to share more of her story with you. It's a journey that led to the creation of what I consider to be one of the most important organizations around. I'm Heather Koontz, and this is Motherhood Material. The United States is often referred to as a cultural melting pot, and in the center of that is New York City. That's where Rory met her husband and given all the diversity it's really no surprise as she puts it she's white and her husband is brown but being surrounded by all that diversity growing up certainly helped the two navigate their young relationship
0: it was a very um an interesting process and i think there was a lot of conversations that had to take place um a lot of things we had to talk about ahead of time a lot of navigation that we had to do um As far as also including like building our community of becoming more aware of other families that are like ours, um, navigating some of our own challenges within that and what that looked like.
1: Rory says people had a lot of questions for them, like how they'll raise their kids or what their wedding will look like. And if you're curious, like I was.
0: It was actually really, really fun. Um, it was amazing to be able to have both families there. We had both um, a rabbi and an imam officiate. So we were able to bring in both religions. Um, we also were able to bring in sort of things that we personally liked. We're both, we both like to dance. We both are into music. And so we incorporated that in as well as far as like kind of having like a dancing down the aisle type of thing and did some very non-traditional things. though so we also had some traditional things after their wedding,
1: Rory and her husband started talking about having kids.
0: They started talking about pretty early on. I, I kind of knew I, knew I would have kids or would want kids, but it wasn't like this deep desire where I was like, I need to have kids. I was very, um, very focused on work and very focused on those things. And so I think our relationship also made me want to be a mom more.
1: Soon, Rory and her husband welcomed a child into their family, then another one. And as with all big changes, they had to navigate their new reality.
0: It was a big transition. We actually went through a really big transition phase, I think, um, with with both the kids. It was exciting being able to be a mom, but there was also so many different moving pieces. It was very exhausting in the beginning. I was also, um, I chose to nurse. And so that was something that also was very consuming and exhausting and physically exhausting in many ways and sort of a a big transition. So I think it was just a really big transition. I mean, amazing and like being able to watch a life that you made grow up. It kind of shifted also what I was doing with my work because I wanted to make sure that I was able to spend more time with my kids. I wanted to be able to be there. I wanted to be able to have the energy to be able to be very present in their lives.
1: Rory's career is a big part of her story because the work she's doing is really amazing. Rory is a licensed clinical therapist and social worker, and it's a journey that started when her brother was adopted. He's Mexican-American, and the difference in culture and ultimately in the way he was treated was not lost on Rory.
0: I got into social work um, when my brother was adopted. That was the first time that I became aware of a lot of issues around race and racism that I hadn't been aware of before because of my privilege and I became very um, motivated to be part of social change and becoming more active and trying to change the way things are so people don't have to have these terrible experiences and sort of these go through these really hard times because I was able to very, since me and my brother are close, we were both teenagers at the time and so we're close in age and I was able to see a lot of those disparities very clearly. As a teenager, what really stood out for me was our educational experiences and the resources and the differences in the school that I went to and the resources and experience that he had at his school. Um, I had the opportunity. The school had a higher budget. The class sizes were smaller. There were a lot more extra programs to be part of. There was a lot more um, academic support after school support. You're able to access a lot more as opposed to the school that he went to, where it was a very large school. There was not as much funding. There were more kids in the class. There wasn't as much resources, um, and I think that does play a really big toll um, in just the way we're we're raised.
1: Rory says she noticed differences in the way she and her brother were treated. Like driving wasn't a big deal to her, but to her brother, being stopped by the police could have meant something else. Additionally, her eyes were open to more things like race-related jokes or subtle messaging, and it's something she realized she couldn't stand for.
0: I was going in to try to be part of making these bigger changes, and through my work, um, professionally, I, um, I, I've worked in a lot of different places as far as like community, um, community centers, mental health clinics. Um, I worked at a school for a long time, a high school. um, And through those experiences, I felt that I needed to get more work clinical experience. And so I went and got my my clinical license to be able to do therapy. And I feel like the connection between the clinical aspect and the social change go hand in hand and being able to bring that to my work has been amazing to me to have that opportunity. I had started initially going into social work because I wanted to work on bigger issues and sort of institution and policy level and trying to make bigger changes. And then the work I was doing was really with individuals and families. And I was doing all this family work and I went back to do therapy and get my clinical license. And I was like, there's not so many places that you see this connected. And I feel like there's such a connection between the individual work and these big changes. I mean, it doesn't exist, so I'm going to create it. And so I decided to build something where this exists.
1: It was this drive and important mission that led Rory to the creation of her business, You Power Change. It's an organization aimed at helping multiracial, multicultural families
0: what I do through my work is I have a parent coaching program to help parents really navigate that process. And that process is really both on the individual level of how you're working with your kid to embrace who they are. But then it's also on the level of these bigger systems of how do you work with the school? How do you work within your community? What spaces are your kids in where they may not feel like they completely belong. And how do we change those spaces so that they feel that that, it's inclusive? And so that, that, I mean, that's really why this work is so important. It's my own kids, it's my family. So it's really tied into my whole sense of being.
1: Like Rory said, the impact of this organization is direct for her family. And it is for mine too. I'm an adoptive mom and my situation is referred to as a transracial adoption. I'm white and my son is black. I'm not naive to the struggles that come with this type of situation. My husband and I actively look for ways to incorporate his culture and ensure he's around people who look like him. We traced his ancestry so he'll know his Nigerian roots, and we're ready to help him through the identity questions that will inevitably come up. But despite all of that, we still get looks. I truly cannot count the number of wayward glances and the dozens of inappropriate comments I've received from absolute strangers. It's hard. And unfortunately, it's common. That's why Rory's organization is so important.
0: So when I work as a therapist, also through my company, um, I'm bringing these things and these, these ideas into session, right? I'm working. These are all part of the clinical work. And when I'm doing coaching, it's all put together, right? It, these things weave in and out of each other. It's not like we're just working on one level, we're working on multiple levels because that's what people need. Having those conversations is so important. How do we kind of regain sort of a a sense of control or a sense of power that even things may not be like, things may be really messed up, but it doesn't mean that we can't be part of creating that change.
1: Because of my experience with the foster care system, I've met plenty of families who don't look the same, but they've all had similar situations. We've all been in the grocery store and been met with a stranger with a horrifically inappropriate question. But Rory says there are right ways to respond.
0: What do I say now? Do I say something? Do I not say something? And I think a lot of it really, the important thing is, is making sure for your kids that you're modeling the behavior you would want them to be able to do when they get older. I think sometimes that helps to kind of keep it in perspective because I feel so many times when people approach us that way, we get kind of thrown off guard. Like, you you know why it's happening, but you're kind of like caught in the moment. Like, I can't believe somebody just did that.
1: Through You Power Change, Rory coaches parents all over the world. And for her, it comes down to education and conversation.
0: I think teaching your own kids these things are really important. I think social justice education does a lot to kind of bring people together and to really navigate a lot of these issues. So bringing that into your family and into your life, I think is really important. Pushing yourself also, I think having conversations that sometimes can be uncomfortable and just knowing that it's okay. Like we have to sometimes be uncomfortable because we're working for a larger good and that that's okay. And the discomfort is going to be temporary on certain things. Creating open conversation is really important. Create just a foundation of openness so that when things come up, you know that your kids are are, are dealing with things, right? They need to be able to communicate, having language around issues of race race and racism, as well as having language around emotions, right? Being able to say, I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm scared, I'm hurt, right? At whatever level it is based on their age, but that they can identify the emotion because it's going to be hard for you to navigate and support them because you're going to say yes you, you know they're going through something but you're not sure what it is and so i think the best thing is creating sort of this open dialogue with your kids that they feel that they can come to you and that they're not going to be judged
1: we all know that discrimination exists and hopefully we all want to make a change but it can sometimes feel overwhelming after all each of us is just one person so where can we begin Rory encourages families to connect with organizations that are working for change, organizations that matter to you.
0: Connect with organizations that are really doing this work and that um, are really powerful, and follow those organizations and educate yourself on those things. Um, you know, there's Black Lives Matter. There's um, Surge showing up for racial justice. Um, I mean, there's tons and tons of sort of social justice advocacy organizations families belong together right now with all um the children in the detention centers i mean that's a huge thing right that we need to be focusing on um and just really educating our kids to care about other people and also not letting them feel hopeless how are we teaching our kids to be active to be part of something and to be engaged i would say look in your community what are opportunities where you can engage in some of these things even if it's something that you weren't familiar with before reach out
1: for many multiracial and multicultural families, struggles with identity are commonplace, and Rory understands this firsthand, but she helps parents work toward answers.
0: What we focus on in the program is really this idea of first, like, with identity and what that looks like and how we embrace and support their identity. We focus on this idea of belonging and what that looks like and being part of when you when you are in a multiracial family, the idea of you're belonging to multiple communities and multiple groups, but sometimes you don't feel like you fit, you're, you're part of all, many, but you don't always feel like you fit in any. And so it's, what does that look like? How do you discuss when that happens? And then the other is change and just being part of these bigger changes. And what, how do we kind of do that ourselves as well as teach it to our kids at an age appropriate level? My way of doing that is really through my work.
1: And through that work, Rory hopes to build a better world for her kids and all kids. Her vision is simple.
0: A future where my kids feel like they can be who they are. And they don't have to feel like they're defined by stereotypes or they're defined by the way others see them, but that they can be who they are and they feel safe and confident and proud of who they are.
1: If you're part of a diverse family, Rory has various resources available, including a private Facebook group called Multiracial Parenting Network. I'm part of that group, and I hope to see you there. Plus, if you're looking for additional resources or if you want to get involved with Rory's important organization, visit upowerchange.com. That's the letter U, powerchange.com. Thank you to Rory for sharing her story. Join me next week for another inspiring tale of motherhood. Thanks for listening. Motherhood Material is produced by me, Heather Koontz, Music by Eric Medias. To be featured or for more information, please contact motherhoodmaterialpod at gmail.com.